What's up everyone and welcome to episode 70 of the Justin Insight podcast, a show where I, Tim Backbeck, talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. Uh, Going to keep this intro uh, very short because I kind of give a second intro into when we get into the actual recording, um, but just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's listened to the show uh, over the past 69 episodes. It's crazy that we're now at episode 70, um, but the reason I'm saying this is we've actually passed more than 5,000 uh, episode downloads as well, which is mind-blowing. So just, yeah, massive thank you to everyone who has listened and anyone that has supported to this show in any way, shape or form, be that guest, listener, sharing it on social media, whatever. It really means the world to me. Um, come uh, October... I had to think of my months then, sorry. Um, once sort of festival season and everything is done with, I am going to be kind of reshaping things in terms of uh, website and things like that and really giving this a uh, bit of an extra push and trying to get get the show on the next level, so to say. But yeah, that's for future stuff. For episode number 70, I tried something a little bit different. Um, as for the first time, uh, I was at a festival doing something for this show. I've covered festivals before for various other publications and means but this time I was there as just an insight so I was at the 2000 Trees Festival my first time there and so I thought as my first time there for this show I thought I'd grab some fellow music journalists uh, and we'd give our thoughts on on each day of the festival so this is myself uh, Danny Randon from the Bridging Brew podcast and Sean Reed from AudreyHerd.com discussing 2000 Trees. We are at 2000 Trees. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a different hit for this week's episode and actually give a day-by-day, blow-by-blow account of my experience at the festival. But you're not just going to hear my voice for for the whole episode. You're going to be hearing two close friends and colleagues of mine. First of all, uh, my fellow pod brother, host of the Bitching Brew podcast, Danny Randon. Danny, thank you very much for joining me. How are you? Hey, (laughs) y'all. And uh, a man who has afforded me wonderful opportunities in my writing uh, and is just an all-round nice dude founder of already heard and editor of already heard.com sean reed sean thank you for joining me how are you morning, Tim. i can't do any wrestling impressions it's too early. <laughs> but you are wearing an rj shirt yeah. so it makes up for it um there is also a wrestling connection between the three of us so if there are wrestling references that is why yeah um obviously we're here at 3000 trees had day one yesterday um first of all i'm going to open with who was the band that you guys, what was the first band you saw for the festival? So I saw uh, Shapes on the Cave. Um, I was thoroughly impressed. Like, I'd never heard of them before, was recommended them by their PR, ironically. Um, but there was loads of energy, like, really tight set. The one thing that did annoy me, I couldn't work out if their vocalist was American or just put on an American accent. Right, but okay. I, can you guys fill me in a bit more if you know, do you know any more about Shapes? Well, the, the singer of Shapes is... Yeah, yeah, right, uh, okay. Griffin Dickinson, so almost certainly British. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's just a sort of, that just sums up a lot of <laughs> yeah. British bands at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, no, definitely British. Yeah, I was, I was impressed, but who, who did you, who was your first viewings of this year? I, um, well, I heard, I heard Shapes whilst setting my camp, so I, I can't yeah, really give yeah, a yeah. full impression. <laughs> uh, but I did watch uh, Press Amico first. Oh, okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, um, as always, three-part harmonies, 
big hooks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good riffs. So yeah. good Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they they were. I, I caught a little bit of them, and I went to go and see them before I went to go and see a bit of Black Foxes, and uh, they've just mastered the bounce now. I think. Of, uh, you know, no, yeah, no, <laughs> that's a good way. Of yeah, no, but they, they've. Uh, you know, I, I've I've known those guys for a long time from the same sort of hometown scene as me. Um, so you know, I've seen them grow and grow and grow, yeah, and they're yeah. just becoming a really fun festival band now, and they, they just looked so at home. Cool. The the first band I saw was uh, Palm Reader. Oh, nice! Uh, I caught like the second half of Palm Reader set. Um, I did see them earlier this year at Teddy Rocks Festival, and they are just getting to the the point now. I've, I've seen Palm, I saw Palm Reader a long time ago, and it was just so chaotic that it was just totally falling apart. Yeah, yeah. But now they've really, um, they've really not necessarily refined it. it. They've managed to find that balance where it's just on the verge of falling apart, but at the same time, it's like. <laughs> so tight See, as well. I'm still not on the Palm Reader bandwagon like I'm, I think I'm on the same boat, boat as you like I saw them years ago and it, as you say it was just too chaotic they didn't really seem to have their shit together and like, I know they had the new, did the record come out this year I can't yeah, yeah yeah Braille it's fantastic record so I maybe I need to kind of revisit that record and give it a, a second listen I saw I think they're closing two songs it was harmless like aggressive metal hardcore if you want to take it that way but yeah i wasn't i'm not blown away by that band but are you a palm reader fan sean um i've heard i heard the new album a few months ago when it came out and it impressed me in parts but it's not something i've gone back to listen to for whatever yeah, reason yeah. no fair enough um in terms of because i know you guys have been to the festival before it's my my first year so i'm kind of trying to take in a bit a bit of everything but what would you say is kind of the was the biggest surprise of day one for you guys? Biggest surprise, I would say. So, um, after, after pressing me, I saw a little bit of Black Foxes, but it was just, you know, they're, they're sort of. I, I kind of expected them to sound huge on the main stage, yeah. but after them, um, I saw Vukovi. Yeah. And Vukovi, I think. Sorry, one of my friends described them as the Scottish Paramour, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. I thought that would bring up interesting That's bad, movies. no. Um, no, I, I, well, I don't know what your friend is on, but. <laughs> um, no, Vukovi, uh, I mean, they were here last year and they were great. I've, I've, I've always liked Vukovi's live show, but I've always felt it's very sort of. Um, uh, Janine is the absolute star of the show. Uh, they're, they're front woman, and the rest of the band kind of flag behind a little bit. Yeah. I've seen in previous live shows. However, this time they are all on a level playing field, and they had a full light show, and the crowd went nuts for them. It was yeah. it was mad for Vukovi yesterday. They had like a, a wall of barn dance. They had a It was the shittest barn dance. <laughs> it basically just turned into a pit. Like yeah. I was. I was there, I saw my friend James and I was like, I'm going to go have a bomb dance and then it's just crush. Yeah, it was like, yeah, this, this, we're not dosy doing at all. Really. <laughs> Sean, surprises for you? Um, I don't really, I don't know, like, I, I don't know what did surprise me, like, the amount of people watching the Kobe and Prestamico, like, yeah. you couldn't get into those tents. Yeah. Because, but I think, though, because their bands are, are here regularly, like, they sort of develops a following here. And they've kind of grown with the festival, Yeah, I guess. exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm. I guess, like, I'm not a massive fan of theirs, but Black Peaks, I guess, were, were kind of an example of that because mm. they even mentioned it on their set, like they were here maybe four years ago. Yeah, and now fourth, fourth, fourth year in a row. Yeah, yeah. and obviously now they're they're headlining the cave. So, it's so wicked. 
really cool to see that. Yeah, I think my my surprise was kind of on your recommendation, Danny. It was Arcane Roots. Like, I hadn't really right, awesome. <laughs> hadn't really heard a lot about them. Went and checked out their uh, forest session, which got a bit of a slow start. I think they had a, a, a false start due to like equipment and stuff, but then once they got going was really nice and chill and then on the main stage it's just such a weird mix of everything like they've got a bit of sort of math in there a bit of almost kind of like trancey riffs I thought you needed to a bit of meth <laughs> a bit of, they, could, they might do I don't yeah, know I don't if that's their know. way inclined um, and their vocalist's voice the range on oh, that is just yes. Andrew's incredible I saw a little bit of Arcane Roots I wish I kind of seen more of them but you know just timing's got in the way and stuff but um can, can we talk a little bit about the sound of the main stage? Go for it. It's terrible. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not great. Like, for Marmosets was the main one I kind of noticed it. And I think when they kept, because they opened with Play, which is like one of their, their big songs, yeah. obviously. And it's got that really like weird, like sort of warring riff at the beginning. And it just kind of got, for me, it just got wa like washed out by the bass. The bass was just the, the only thing I could hear. Did, could you notice anything on the main uh, stage? Yeah, sort of like, I think all my friends notice it more than me because, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed Marmoset's yeah, set. Yeah, Mar no, that's the thing. Like, I think despite the, the sound struggles that, I don't know, maybe the bands on the stage kind of had a different experience. I think like someone that me and you were company with, Danny, said that the closest to the front, like, it's yeah. not as bad, but the further back yeah. you are, like... You, you only have to be about maybe like five to ten rows back for the, the sound to start not being as great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's... I, d I don't know why, you know, I'm not a, a techie at all with this sort of thing, but it, it was a little bit, it was a little bit sort of, um, it was a little bit depressing watching Arcane Roots. I, I love Arcane Roots and they were fantastic, but the sound didn't just didn't honour it at yeah. all. Then yeah. Same for Marmosets as well. Marmosets, um, weirdly enough, that was the sort of least instantaneous Marmosets set I've ever seen. <laughs> when they, they, they started, I missed the first couple of songs, but, you know, I caught most of the set and... Um, it just sort of when, when you go and see a Marmoset show from the off they're like so energetic yeah, yeah. whereas this time it felt like it was kind of a, a little bit more of a reserve start yeah, and then, I agree as they were getting into like um, uh, playing like some of the deep cuts off the new album like I loved hearing Lost in Translation yeah. from the new album that sounded huge so when it got to that point that was great. like Move Shake Hide obviously is the one that's always uh, always like so much fun and kind of a turning point if it is a bad show yeah uh, and it was by no means a bad show yeah um, but yeah it was uh, it eventually was fantastic yeah, yeah. I, I echo that like the first couple of songs uh, it goes you know and then like it did gradually take a few songs for them to get going yeah yeah um We'll go favourite band of the day. Um, I'm going to start this off because I think people that know me will be not surprised by this in the slightest. I, I think I know who I it's going to be. Turnstile. Oh, oh, yeah, Turnstile. Turnstile. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, like, it's my, it's my favourite of the day too. They were fucking Time phenomenal. and Space is up there with one of my records of the year so far. And I've been waiting to see that band for ages since the last time I think they were in the UK. And they've just upped their game so much. Like, there's so much energy on stage. There's so much energy in the crowd. I was I was happily surprised at how wild the 2000 Trees crowd went because it's not a predominantly hardcore fan base yeah. here. Mm. So it was nice to see people crowd surfing, quote unquote, stage diving off the barrier. <laughs> that, that was really <laughs> yeah. good fun, actually. Um, 
obviously the vocalist getting fully involved, doing spin kicks on stage. And I think I fell in love with him a little bit more. Just, I didn't realize how ripped he was until he took off his shirt. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, that, is, that is a handsome man. Deceptively ripped. Yeah, um, but yeah, Turnstile absolutely blew me yeah, away. They were fantastic. Uh, how about you guys? Uh, day. I enjoyed Marmoset's set. Um, I saw half of Bruce's set as well. Yes, yes they were yes. they were really good. Like, they were fantastic. Because I, I saw them at Art Tangent last year, and I think I'd hyped myself up because they were like my band of 2017. Mm-hmm. And they were really good at Art Tangent. But this year, I think they pretty much played the exact same set. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'd seen them at Art Tangent, I was sort of like, okay, yeah, I get what they're about. But I wasn't overly blown away from them this year but uh, it's just on. I think like um, Stephanie their drummer slash singer like she's not she's the best drummer like mm. they're, they're a bit you know sloppy in places okay. but uh, the, the sheer energy yeah, yeah. they have on stage is just incredible yeah and I think that's not there's I don't know the, where I was stood there seemed to be kind of a pull to her like there was a group of people around me that were just like kept on going she's amazing she's amazing sort of thing so I think they have that kind of element of well, kind of surprise that if you haven't seen them yet that they're like okay this does translate from record to, yeah. to live sort of thing yeah cause I, I had a friend saying oh I thought they were like an instrumental thing yeah like, yeah. Just being, but no. yeah she didn't realize like she sang as well yeah Danny band of the day uh, band of the day's turnstile yeah 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 I, I they were the band I was looking forward to seeing possibly of the whole weekend of yeah, the most yeah. I'd say between that and the dirty nil today yeah um you know I'm re- you know, more on that later I suppose um <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay tuned <laughs> um yeah no turnstile were phenomenal but I do want to give a shout out to black peaks yeah that um that black peaks I mean we've already said about how they've kind of worked their way up to be you know stage headliners now cave stage headliners but their presence is so huge mm. I, i'm trying to th- it's almost intimidating um you know but uh will uh is he gave the best vocal performance i've ever seen him give new songs sound incredible they finished on home which is yeah. their latest single i was like wow that's pretty bold because the record's like relatively new yeah, yeah. We're, yeah we're expecting you to finish on something like something off of statues um but it worked so well and uh you know he gave a little because obviously the song's about uh you know the song in the album is about sort of divisions whether it's geographically or politically and he did a little sort of rallying call about you know we've got to stick together through this shit and that was really really it was it was just a fantastic like very very well deserved yeah. for them to be headlining and they proved it they proved it and more that's a, like I've not admittedly not a massive Black Peaks fan haven't and that's really, surprising <laughs> no, <laughs> haven't really listened to them massively but there's one thing I, I was it was when I was watching the Arcane Roots Forest session so I accidentally bumped into some bloke and I obviously said sorry blah, 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 and he was like oh, strong Tash game sort of thing <laughs> and I was like thanks mate and then he was like do you like Black Peaks by any chance I was like they're alright and he's like they're vocalists strong Tash games check them out so I was like yeah alright yeah. fair enough if that's enough of an incentive to check yeah. them out Will's Tash no it, it's a, it, it is majestic having seen it close <laughs> up yes rather, rather puts, puts my bid to shame uh, we will end on the, the headliner of the day which was at the drive-in um, I've been waiting to watch that band for absolutely years um, it was really good to see them good to see them play a mix of like the older stuff as well as the new stuff my one sort of takeaway is I wish it had been 10 years ago when they were kind of at their peak. Yeah. But overall, I enjoyed it. 
I maybe wish they kind of structured their set a little bit differently because there was a bit too much of the experimental stuff for me. But I, I, I overall enjoyed it. for a bit um, like I feel like Danny um, I've not uh, not really known ever too much besides like one on Scissor and like, yeah, a few other yeah, songs yeah. Um, I, like there was a band where they sort of split up first time when I was like young because I sort of missed the whole yeah, yeah, buzz yeah. about them I guess and then like ever since they've come back all I've heard is like oh, it's not very good and yeah, yeah. a bit rubbish live and whatnot. Yeah. I, think, I think that kind of influenced my decision to not see him as well and <laughs> we, we were looking at the set list beforehand and we were like okay so we know they finish on one arm scissor yeah. so like we're going to go get some beers and we're going to go catch the end of their set and they finished early so we were, oh, like, okay. we were just by our tents literally getting ready to go and then you just heard da 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 fuck's sake alright then well, let's not bother that, that's the thing they obviously they know that's their their banger, so to say, yeah. and like that's they obviously did an hour hour set, and people hung around for the hour to hear one arm scissor because obviously really? when that hit, like yeah, that's when the crowd became yeah. the crowd came alive. And were, they, were they not particularly lively for the rest? They of the set? they were, but it was for the songs off Relationship and Command. Like right, okay. all of like the other stuff, there was. A few, but not not the reaction you'd expect for a headline. I also found like because it's not a festival they're that familiar with. They sort of, I don't want to say phoned it in as such, but there was that same yeah passion like the Black Peaks and yeah yeah other bands I, I played earlier. Yeah, I agree, and I think like even some of Cedric's like in between song banter, if you want to call it that, was a little bit just sort of like. I'm just going to talk for the sake of talking. Yeah, like, it literally yeah. just made no sense of what okay. he was kind of saying. Um, but yeah, we'll round up day one there. We'll be oh, back. Oh, go I, on, go I on, did Danny. see Thrill Collins in the forest. Oh, oh yes, sorry, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I know um, you wanted to. I don't to give quite know how to explain. There, I suppose they're a three-piece acoustic band, double bass, cajon, guitar, mm. uh, and they just do the best acoustic covers of all your favourite cheesy pop and R&B and hip hop songs I think they're like the, like the best wedding band ever <laughs> I, would, I would book yeah. them for my wedding yeah. for uh, sure um, they're so much fun I'll admit I didn't see them I was in my tent but I mentioned to you Danny I was like what was this karaoke and you were like Thrill Collins Thrill Collins <laughs> so yeah, yeah. They're, but, they're sort of legends here as well I think it's something like their ninth time here they took a break last year and um, the first thing they <laughs> said when they got on the stage was sorry for last year <laughs> I wanted a holiday um, it's like why take it over Trees Weekend yeah. Trees Weekend is <laughs> a, a holiday yeah it's a holiday um, so yeah no they were they were fantastic I mean you know it's not the sort of 
the you know band of the weekend yeah, blew yeah, me yeah. away kind of thing but it was just a good bit of fun at midnight in a forest when you when you've had a few cans yeah um, you want to hear an acoustic cover of ignition by r kelly even it's r kelly which is a bit yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe not maybe not perfect yeah we will catch up again tomorrow morning for day two sounds good cheers guys cheers Scenic and, and idyllic Cotswold scene <laughs> right now. Well, I saw some, I saw some sheep earlier. That was cracking. That's yeah. There we go. I just, I just realised it's technically day three, but we're talking about day two. Yeah. Um, this this is too much for my melon <laughs> at this time in the morning. It's already far too hot. Um, again, joined by by Sean Reed and Danny Randon. Um, we'll we'll kick off in the similar style that we kicked off yesterday. What what, what were the first bands that we saw? over on the new stage because I got confused because I thought they were on like in the cave or something yeah yeah uh, so they started I was like where are they <laughs> and then like we looked at the, we looked at the timetable and then realised I was on the new stage yeah. and they had a big crowd already yeah yeah I thought it was fucking crazy that they were on that early on the smallest yeah. of, the, of, the sort of, of the main stages if you will yeah yeah um, but yeah no they were the first band of the day I saw as well and I've seen them a good few times and they've always been great um, yesterday they were fucking phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, they were they were the best I've ever seen them. Um, they looked like they were having the absolute time of their lives. Um, Lucinda from Kamikaze Girls is depping on bass for them at the moment, right. and I think she just needs to join the band full time because <laughs> I feel like they just they just work together so well. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was incredible, and the crowd, like Sean was saying, was really into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounded great. It was anthems all the way for about half an hour. Right, absolutely. I'm going to be the the black sheep here. I'm not a fan. Yeah, so yeah. Kind of. What am I missing? What? Why am I missing the nervous hype? It's just sort of sincere, jangly, indie punk. I guess. I yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they've made leaps and bounds with this latest album of theirs. Yeah. Everything dies. It's one of my favourite albums of the year so far. I think M has really embraced. Um, you know the sort of themes that she sings about about her sort of yeah, transgender dysphoria yeah um, and has just sort of crafted it into fucking brilliant lyricism yeah um, and I feel like they've just unlocked so much potential with this new album okay and that and that came across live yesterday so is it it's because that's the thing I don't know it might just be because I've seen them as kind of like a, a hype band sort of thing they're one mm. of those bands and like I don't know the music for me is nothing overwhelming okay but that's just my personal preference i guess going back to what dan was saying asking why they were on so early i spoke to kev from bsm yeah. yesterday and like i think they put them on as a favor to bsm and i didn't think the bookers realized how how big they how were, big they were yeah. yeah yeah because i would very much like to see them come back next year and maybe do like a daytime slot on the main stage yeah. or like a later slot in the cave okay. Yeah. yeah, that definitely works. Yeah. Cool. Well, I was a bit different. My first band of the day was Sick Joy. Um, they might be on a later episode of this ep- podcast, so that's kind of the reason I went and saw them. Uh, they so, might be, or they are. Well, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just you know, harmless sort of lo-fi grunge. It was, it was enjoyable. Like there was quite a decent crowd for them, considering it was midday on the on the second day. Obviously, some people still overcoming hangovers like our Mr. Randon is a little bit 
today. I'm feeling so tender. This <laughs> this Fanta's not even cold anymore, but it's really keeping me going through this. Disclaimer: Me and Danny were partying until three a. Well, half three last night. Yeah, about half three. We had an adventure. We got chips. Yeah, it was nice. It was good. <laughs> so, Silent Disco is is the one. Um, but yeah, Sick Joy were they were pretty cool. Um, we'll go on to to sort of. The next question I posed yesterday as well. Uh, what was kind of your guys' surprises of, of day two? Surprises? Um, I suppose I was quite surprised by... Um, I saw a little bit, like the second half of their set of Bitch Falcon. Okay. Um, again, on the new stage. Um, I saw a little bit of glue before that. Just want to say a quick was, thing about glue. Yeah, glue were cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah great, nasty, uh, grungy kind of punk. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a slightly sort of uh, more downbeat, grungier, nastier slaves at times. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think it's probably because it's sort of very distinctly British, and I, <laughs> I, I, I do I do love that. Um, but yeah, no, they were great. But yeah, bitch falcon. Uh, I caught a bit of uh, in the new stage, and I'd only really heard two tracks by Bitch Falcon, and I was very intrigued. It sounded like really sort of dense and doomy, and uh, it sounded well up my street. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but they were actually like a wicked stoner rock band, tons of energy. Okay. Um, and they did play like you know they have a single called Of a Heart, which is like a six minute. It could have been on the last Chelsea Wolf record. Right. Yeah. And it's got a little bit more melody to it, but. Um, yeah, it's proper. It's proper doomy, and then they just went into some massive, uh, like desert stoner rock kind of nice. uh, vibes, which I was really pleasantly surprised by. And their singer, um, I don't know her name unfortunately, but she absolutely wails. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sean? Um, I went to watch horror out of mere curiosity. <sighs> well, I'll get onto horror. In yeah. A minute, um, yeah. I didn't know what to make of it at first, but like, like a bit of rap. A bit of hardcore in there, yeah. a bit of metal, a bit, bit of melting part. So, yeah, they were they won me over gradually. Yeah, yeah. They, were, I'll get on to talking to about, about horror. In yeah, a yeah. I mean, I I'll have to leave that one to you. I was sort of stood on the tent on the outside yeah. uh, for a little bit, but it sounded. They do they do a bad brains cover? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They finished on a bad brains cover, didn't they? Anyway, we'll leave that one. To, to we'll we'll get around to yeah. that. Yeah. Sure. My um my surprise was I hope I'm saying this right. Vodine, Vodine. Uh, Vodin. Vodin. Didn't know anything about them. I missed them. I was so I was gutted. Literally just walked in the tent and it was just like a massive party. Like mm. percussion instruments, like some sweet shredding going on. Um, and Sh Chantal, their singer, has got an amazing soulful voice. Yeah. yeah. Drummer was just absolutely ripping. It's, I don't even know how you describe it. It's kind of like carnival punk. It's like yeah, it's Afro-Caribbean inspired, uh, sort of slightly psychedelic rock and roll. Yeah, it was just so much fun, and as you say, the the vocalist was just had a hell of a pair of lungs on her, and she was just go, going to town. So, do you know her kind of history, Chantal? No, I was so to say, I literally know she, nothing of the band. She used to sing. Uh, do you remember the band Chrome Hoof? A few years I ago, say I they were know. sort of that disco band that managed to play like all the rock festivals because there was a little bit of crossover. Um, and I don't know if you're into the sort of uh, new disco funk kind of scene, but no, no. she does a lot of. Back <laughs> you're talking to a hardcore kid here. Yeah, <laughs> no, she does uh, backing vocals for a band called a Bibio Sound Machine. Okay. Um, who are quite big within that scene. They're often on like Jules Holland, and they do, you know, that kind of scene. Um, they're, they're sort of one of the bigger bands of that scene, I suppose. 
Uh, she actually, uh, I chatted to them, and they're going to be on Bitchin Brew podcast. <laughs> um, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. All right, Acast. all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, back to Justin Insight <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, and she, after the festival, she was actually heading off to Lovebox to see Childish Gambino. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, no. Mate, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm so gutted I missed them. But I uh, could hear they were good, and I'm hoping to see them on. Well, they are on tour around the album release in September. Yeah, it's weird, because they said, like, when they were kind of closing off the set, that they haven't actually done a live show for almost a year. Yeah. And it just d- couldn't tell. Like, it was as if they'd been doing, like, this was like on the run of tour sort of thing so mm. they're obviously very good at what they do and <laughs> um, we obviously discussed the the main stage yesterday and the sound and problems that they had this yesterday uh, i'm getting my days all confused on day one on thursday. thursday there we go i um, would like to retract that now okay they, they the sound was good on the main stage well this yesterday. is what i was gonna say so i only saw um, two bands on the main stage yesterday, which was and I saw so I watched you from afar and Twin Atlantic. Right. I am um, a massive and so I watched you from afar fan. Like they sounded uh, great from a distance. I was stuck in the press tent at that from time. From afar, the- you could say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I just shut down my joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just like fun post rock, and I think that was my worry because of the issues that they'd had on day one, that for them it needed to be perfect and it was so i don't know whether they had their own sound tech or something like that but in general to me the two bands i saw on the main stage the sound was better. i think i think they had some sound issues on the first day yeah. and yesterday it just sounded a lot richer yeah and, um you could actually hear some bass it wasn't so tinny which yeah, was, yeah. It was quite nice uh, so that kind of alleviates a little bit more of my uh, apprehension for Entishikari tonight because if you have a bad ent- uh, sound at Entishikari so it's, it's pretty much ruined. Far, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, do you mind if I talk about my favourite band of the day? Go for it. I was going to get there but you you jump in. Because they were in the middle of the day. So I before think we I know, get too I, late in the evening. I think I know who we're uh, going I mean, with. I think they were going to be my favourite band of the day uh, of the weekend anyway. They were the one I was possibly most excited for because they absolutely killed it here last year and they definitely deserve to be on the main stage and that was the Dirty Nil. Yeah, um, I was there. <laughs> it started absolutely shitting it down uh, oh, shit, just yeah, before yeah. their set. They came out, um, they had a guy dressed as Jesus oh, wow. <laughs> introduce him as like the greatest rock and roll band on the planet. Um, and they came out to Sandstorm by Darude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that bit. Yeah, uh, and Luke, he was wearing like a he was wearing a fucking black shirt like, covered in studs and lightning like bolts. A cowboy shit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the bassist looked like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> he does. Um, he does. <laughs> um, and they were all had a bottle of Jack. Nice. Uh, yeah. And and it was Luke's birthday as well. Uh, okay. So his guitar tech was passing him a dupe between songs. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, he was just smoking a fatty between songs. That was fantastic. Honestly, um, the perfect festival band. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, and I said this on on um, on a different podcast. It was not my own. <laughs> <laughs> was my own. Uh, <laughs> uh, they are sort of modern punk's answer to Cheap Trick. Right, I would say, and and like they have done a cheap trick cover. Unfortunately, they didn't play it. But yeah. uh, you know, I'm I, I could go on all day about the Dead Hill, <laughs> yeah. so maybe we should like move on. But yeah, they no, were, yeah, yeah. they were just rock and roll excess, uh, camp pomp. Yeah, there's, fun. there's like showmanship to it. There's no serious side to it. They're just 
a good rock and roll band. That's what, and that's, I think mm. they do that very well. Yeah. yeah I, think we, I think I spoke to them as well afterwards, and like they're just fun guys to be yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah, they were, uh, I've done a few interviews this weekend, and they were the best. He, he let me have a shot of Jack from his bottle. Me one. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it all went downhill from there. <laughs> as we're on favourite bands of the day, Sean, what was yours? Um, touche. Touche, yeah. Murray. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I admit, I, I didn't really get into Touche until stage four. Yeah. Me but, neither. Me yeah. neither. I was really late to the party with Touche. Yeah, but... Um, I was just going to say, was there from the beginning. All right. Just, we just say You're a hardcore kid, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but... Um, just see, like, the, the passion and the energy they have, and, like, um, is it Elliot, their drummer, like... Oh, he's, he's so, so tight. He's so good. When he was letting off those little sort of short blasts of, like, blast beats. Yeah. Mm. Oh, fucking hell, it was incredible. But yeah, um, and then they played Skyscraper as well, which I didn't expect. Yeah, the, I've, the way he ended Skyscraper I thought was uh, fucking sorry. brilliant as well. Just like rather than on the record where it's obviously Julian Baker's like harmony, mm. he, he just decided just to let rip and just scream it. I thought it was a perfect sort of way to change that song into a live setting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I thought that. Well, I mean, I loved them at Download last year. It was the first time I saw him. And, mm. I loved stage. Uh, that was like I loved stage four. It was one of my favorite albums of, of that year. Twenty sixteen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my favorite albums from that year. It really got me onto them. And then I saw him at Download last year, and I was like, Yeah, yeah. I, I I need to like properly subscribe to this yeah, band yeah. now. Um, but they were phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, see, right. I'm having difficulties with my my favorite band of the day. So I've already mentioned, and so I watch you from afar. Who were fucking brilliant i think the combination of watching them and then going into horror is probably going to be something this weekend is going to find difficult to top because them two back to back was fucking incredible um but i think i am gonna be with you on this sean and say touche um but i will talk about horror here because i've it took me a while to get into them like i really enjoy the crossover between hip-hop and punk like with bands like uh, Dalek like Death Grips and stuff like that that have kind of made that wave sort of thing Horror were a band I got to quite late in in the party but I remember uh, getting into them sort of like last year and I was like right this this is cool but I didn't know how it was going to work in a live setting and then oh they just had so much energy it was just so abrasive so aggressive the having the live drummer just made it so much better like the the mix-up of pace going from like the droney bits where they are actually rapping to him just switching up the pace and then the second like rapper slash percussionist whatever you want to call him just literally growling down the microphone was just brilliant and i i was still quite near the back so there were obviously sort of people like oh yeah i'm just gonna go be here to check it out and just like looking at their faces like what the fuck am i watching right now (laughs) was just i think they were kind of like danny you mentioned earlier when we on the walk here like this is the kind of perfect festival for it's a good gateway festival yeah and i think they were the perfect band for that because they're not they're not rock they're not punk they're not metal they're not hardcore they're a bit of everything Mm. yeah and i think a lot of people that uh that way inclined in alternative music do dabble into rap as well so i think they were perfectly positioned as well like not quite at the top of the card for oh, fucking no, i'm good wrestling now oh. <laughs> top of the lineup but 
obviously like they were still higher high enough up to get a decent enough crowd in that tent so um did you what was your because obviously you mentioned both of you it was kind of your first experience with horror so what was your your view of it? i don't know if i can really give so much an informed opinion because I, I didn't at, at any point actually go in the tent right. we kind of used that yeah, as I the was food break yeah I, um they sounded great mm. um but i have a little bit of an issue with these sort of um I don't know if you can call it the sort of post-odd future generation of sort of hip-hop rock crossover artists yeah. where they are really great live. Um, but that record, that, that horror record that came out last year, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I didn't feel like there was enough crossover for me. No, that's fair enough. Unfortunately, uh, it was, it, there was moments, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, the, the absolute, I suppose, uh, extreme example of that is... Um, like a band that absolutely killed it at download last year was Asteroid Boys. Oh, and it, that band. Well, <laughs> no, the, here's, here's the thing: like they were phenomenal live, and they really got the crowd going. It was just before Code Orange. Oh um, wow! Yeah, yeah, they were on before Code Orange. Uh, yeah, I think it was either uh, Devil Wears Prada or Code Orange. Um, but they got the crowd well involved on the first day of Download Festival, and then they brought their album out, and there was not a single yeah, semblance of, of rock on it. And I'm like, man, you just like you would be so much better if you if you you know emulated what you do on stage to uh, to on record yeah. um so maybe my opinion of horror will will dramatically improve i mean i i like them you yeah know, i'm not saying that i don't like them but i think i'd like them even more if they bring out a record that emphasizes on that crossover yeah. Yeah. a little bit more i think like i said i think they're a band i'd probably go and watch live rather than on record because they're yeah. more of a live band, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, shout out for the uh, Legion of Doom reference during this as well. <laughs> yeah. um, headliner for the day, Twin Atlantic. I, to be honest, I've never really bought into them, but the one thing I will take away from it, there seems to be a lot more people watching them than there was at the drive-in. I don't know if you guys I saw didn't that. Go, I didn't go. No, I, I, I did see Twin Atlantic. I saw like the second half. That we pretty much came into the arena when they were playing free. So right. we caught like the last five or six songs of yeah, their set. Yeah. They sounded huge. They did, they sounded massive. They sounded really huge. I was very sceptical of Twin Atlantic because they were here two years ago and yeah. I was like, oh, this is just like... I don't think they released anything as well since. Yeah, they? no, they have. Well, no, they. It's been two years since their last album, which was not Glad, great. Yeah. It was, it was, it was really bland. Yeah, and and last night they they were they had a really good light show. They had style and uh, you know a panache, if you yeah. will. Um, I think just a, a really good meat and potatoes yeah, Brit yeah. rock festival headliner band of, the, of that calibre yeah. I thought they were really good I thought the, the funny thing was that obviously before they kind of played their last song uh, they were doing their thank you blah 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 drummer was kicking on the, the kick drum and all of a sudden power just went oh yeah oh, shit. and the ironic thing is the song they closed with I can't remember the name of it now it's Heart and Soul that's it but the opening line is Flick on the Generator which <laughs> I thought was <laughs> fucking perfect but yeah love that so that was that um, before we wrap up because I feel like I need to give one man a shout out um, and I'll let you guys shout out any other bands you feel deserving but Mr Jamie Lenman in the forest sessions Danny I know you kind of I saw a, past yeah I was a little it. bit pissed off I mean I knew it was going to be packed for them it, I, uh, I thought like, he was so good he's such a charismatic man he was and he, he literally had the crowd in the palm of his hands the whole yeah. time he was playing he was 
uh, really, I always knew he was going to kill it because he's got such a he's got such a wonderful personality, and you know he he did a whole uh, like half of a double album, yeah. Um, you know acoustically, uh, so I knew. I knew and body popping as well because it was <laughs> yeah. so much fun. Um, I was just a little bit pissed off that when you're in the forest, like, I'm not expecting dead silence. It's not a library at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. But if you're gonna stand and and, and watch an acoustic set in a forest and the sound isn't reaching all the way to the back, stop fucking talking yeah, all yeah, the way yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I we just got pissed off eventually, and uh, I had some interviews to do, so yeah, yeah. we just kind of left a bit early. But what I saw of Jamie, the three four songs I saw. What a man! What yeah, a man! What a mighty good man. man! Was it was his set covers or was it, was it all a bit? It of was both? a bit of both. Yeah. Like he that played, was a bit of Reuben. Yeah, a bit of Reuben, bit of stuff off. Um, fuck, what's the album called? Um, oh my, my mind has gone blank. The, what the latest album? Yeah, Devolver. Thank you, Jesus. My mind went completely blank then. Um, and then he finished on a on a personally written song for 2000 Trees which oh, is, which well, is very Oh, because nice. he would do that because he's the best man on yeah. the planet. Um, but yeah, any other bands you guys want to shout uh, out? We haven't spoken about Creeper, mate. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, I, fuck, I saw yeah. Um, well, well, okay, we'll finish on Creeper then. Um, I thought they were brilliant. Like, they, <laughs> they're, they're one of the bands, like, it wouldn't surprise me if they're back here two years headlining that main stage. I would very much like yeah. to see that. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just like they're on that level at the moment. Like, the crowd just, they're quote unquote creeper cult. I hate saying that, but mm. like, they obviously have that following that they're gonna just love everything they do. And like, for on a personal note, like knowing Will and Ian for years, I'm so happy for those guys, like to see them blow up and be that big. Mm. Um, the only hiccup was their clothes, which uh, me, me and you so, discussed a little bit. Danny. So they ran over, didn't they? They ran over on their time, and they had two songs. They'd done, they'd done some. Like the setlist was really great. Yeah. They had oh, like they, they had a specially made. In, uh, did you, uh, yeah, did yeah, you, yeah. They had that yeah. specially made uh, sort of cool spoken intros, word, in, uh, yeah. like spoken word intro, which was all Vincent Price and Well Macabre. Um, and I will see, sorry to interrupt, but the fact they played some of the stuff of the EP as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that was. That was a wicked little nod. Uh, they didn't play Black Cloud because they're dicks. Um, <laughs> um, but they played VCR, which was yeah, a not, yeah. and, and Gloom, which was a real pleasant surprise. Um, they were teasing quite a bit on social media about things are happening. Yeah, You're not going to yeah. win this. And I get that. There was some old stuff off the EPs, and we'll talk about the, the conclusion of the set in a minute. I don't know whether I was just expecting a little bit more. I w- yeah, I agree with that. I think I was expecting either maybe new music or the fact... Because obviously the EP is like, what, five songs? Yeah. So yeah. maybe play like the majority of that. They d- kind of they did that. Well, they did that um, Halloween Eve uh, benefit show at the Joiners. They did uh, where yes. they played as the Midnight Kids. Yeah. Uh, and I was at that show. It was fantastic. It was one of the best creep shows I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> um, uh, but they did the EP, uh, the self-titled EP in its entirety in the middle of the set, oh, okay, including cool. Novena, which nice. is, yeah. Oh, nice. um, so yeah, the end. So they ran over, and they had a three-song encore, Black Rain, and they were told you got to wrap this up. Yeah. So it's like, they said, oh, do you want to do, do you want to hear us do something weird or do you want misery? And I'm like, I'm going to go with something weird because as much as I love misery, like, you know. You want to see something I different. I want to see yeah. something yeah. different. And then they came out with, um, with a cover 
that I didn't even know what it was until I asked my girlfriend at the end. Was it me? So what, it was me. It was me yeah. She's over she, there. She sat behind us. Enjoying <laughs> her juice box. There we go. Um, but it was, uh, took the words right out of my mouth by Meatloaf. Yeah. Um, which I was ashamed to not know when they were playing it. And um, I don't know if it, that was the right I don't thing think it was. for, I, like, it, it kills me <laughs> to criticise Creeper because they are the best band that Britain has to offer of our generation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think to end the set, I mean, if they'd done the cover and finished on Misery, would have yeah. been, would have been, would have been a happy, like a satisfying ending sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, and I felt like they, I think they really wanted to finish what they started, and the mood died a yeah, little bit yeah. towards the end. It, it does kill me to say that, and it was a really good cover, but to end the set, obviously unplanned, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I think personally, I think I'm ready for new music from them. Yeah, mm. I totally it agree. Because I mean, they happened what 18 months ago. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah, it's coming up to that. Um, well, it was, yeah, it was the beginning of sort of. It was last March. Year, it, it was March, March yeah. last year. I, I feel like they do need to um, maybe step away from a bit to recharge the batteries. Mm. I mean, you know, not to get too sort of. I suppose what's the right word for it? Um, I'm struggling to word. <laughs> I, I can't words right now. Uh, can't, speculative. Can't, can't words. Without without being too speculative, I suppose. Yeah. Um, seeing some of the you know like things they've been saying on Facebook about. I don't know if we'll ever come over to America again. I don't know if we'll ever release a second album again. Now they could just be really? kayfabing the shit yeah, out of yeah. us. But at the same time, they might need to just take a bit of time away, yeah. take some personal time because they've been flat out since the, you know, kind of since they started. To be honest, yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, because they, they like the album announcement was like out of nowhere because they, like, they didn't like tease it. Like, no, no, yeah. I I would like new music from them by the end of the year, but if they want to take a a, a couple a couple of a few months out. Then I, th I think then I'm not going to be mad. I think what they'll do is they'll take maybe the rest of the year off and then come back with new music next year. Yeah. I think. Mm. But yeah. Are they playing any other festivals this year? Are they? I don't think not, they are. Not aware no, of, no. They did Reading and Leeds last year, didn't they? No. Oh. No, I don't think they're doing. Oh, they're doing the main stage at Reading and Leeds. Oh, are they? Yes. Yes. Are they? Yeah, they oh, are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the the main stage at Reading and Leeds with fucking water parks and Post Malone. Fuck off. Yeah, it's. I don't get really in these this year. Like, I'm not going. And, like, it's like last year I didn't go, but they had, like, architects followed by gigs. So, like, they. Yeah. That, well, that's not all bad, I suppose. We did bring out Drake. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, anything so, else you guys want to add before we wrap up? So, let's do a full half hour review of every song played in the Silent Disco last night. <laughs> I win not win Cool. Um, we'll call that a wrap for today. Thank yeah. you very much again, guys. Awesome. Okay. See you tomorrow. Leaving day for us at 2000 Trees, but we are <laughs> uh, we are rounding off day three. Um, I'm knackered, I'm hot, I'm sweaty, I'm ready for bed and a shower. I don't know how you guys are yeah, feeling. Yeah, definitely needs. 
just like just have like an hour long shower just like yeah it's that horrible mixture of really looking forward to a shower and a cup of tea and my bed but oh man this is the bit where I get like depressed for about yeah, four yeah. weeks afterwards you know every day I wish I came home from work and there was a silent disco for me to go to sorry I'll stop going on about the silent you, disco you, I'll stop going on about it when it stops being so good well you did you didn't get beaten hearts baby though so I know uh, so um, I, I feel a little bit conned to be honest so 2000 trees saw out for next year otherwise you're going to have the wrath of Randon absolutely Randon. <laughs> 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 cool right we'll get on to bands um I know we all saw the first band to get, well, not together, but we were all in the same place. Haggard Cat. Yes. Um, I'm not overly familiar with their stuff, but... Me, me neither. Knowing, knowing Heck and obviously Baby Godzilla before that, I thought I'd check them out. Was, was impressed. The one sort of massive takeaway I got from it was, oh, that dude can actually play his instrument rather than just running around on stage being... Yeah. manic as yeah. fuck yeah. so I was f- thoroughly impressed that they could actually sort of like sh- string songs together <laughs> I guess but yeah what, what did you think of Haggard Cat guys uh, I'd say a bit more a bit more structured um, I started talking to a mate and like at first it was good and after a while it did get a bit tedious yeah like it's like being chaotic for the sake of being chaotic I guess after a while but not as uh, intense as heck. I know, obviously, I don't want to compare the two because obviously it's a different project. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're the, always going to have that exactly, sort of yeah. tag with it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought they were a cracking start to the day. Yeah. I, I'd heard a couple of songs and I was like, okay, so this is basically like a, a sort of a more structure. Because heck, we're hinting towards it. On instru- I thought Instructions was a phenomenal album and a huge leap for Heck um, because I've always I've always been kind of keen on the live show and I've always been part of that camp who goes okay you're really good live but but where's the where's where's the songs yeah. and yeah. and then Heck hit towards that and then they're gone and I was I was really bummed out about that but when I started hearing Haggard Cat I was like oh wow this is like uh, I don't know if I'd say use the word more refined but definitely do, definitely more disciplined yeah um, uh, bluesier I think is it Tom their drummer yes is an absolute you know Matt Matt their their, um, their singer and guitarist is you know brilliantly sort of charismatic and a really great guitarist mm. but Tom their drummer is an absolute beast yeah it was fantastic I yeah I came away from that set uh, thoroughly impressed and now I'm actually looking forward to seeing them in a couple of weeks supporting Palm Reader yeah and I think like that's the thing like because I wasn't a massive heck baby Godzilla fan so I think I maybe had kind of shunned it a little bit because I was sort of like oh it's just going to be the same kind of thing yeah um, and after seeing Heck's last show at Art Tangent last year I was oh it, I'm so gutted no 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 I was literally like I'm out like there was a point where every member of that band was in the audience and it was like you're not even playing songs like what is the point sort of thing so I'm glad they've kind of like Tom and what's the singer's name Matt uh, Matt yeah yeah Matt Reynolds that they've kind of gone in that direction that it is a bit more groovy there's still the kind of weird sort of twiddly guitars and like mm. 
like shreddy riffs, but it's got yeah. a bluesy tone to it. So I, I, I was impressed. As, as a quick little aside, something my uh, something my friend James told me yesterday. Uh, all of the members of Heck have been here over the weekend. I've seen them all in, uh, you know, hanging yeah. about. And uh, and Johnny, their guitarist, is the one who used to go particularly mm. nuts. Um, I was t- he's he's now guitar teching for the excerpts. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I was told that he has a degree in astrophysics, and there I was you like. Go. Mate, you literally hang off of rafters and <laughs> smash yourself in the head with a with the with the headstock of a guitar, and you have a degree in astrophysics. Oh, there you go. Yeah, cool. the quick little little fact nugget there, there for you. you. Um, surprises of the day. Um, well, can we talk? Uh, <laughs> I saw, well, I saw muskets next after yeah, after Haggard Cat. Um, it's the first time I saw them with their lineup change. So people don't know basically. Um, Around the time that they released their debut full-length album last year, um, one of the singers and guitarists, uh, Kenny, uh, left the band, oh, and then Dan, and then Dan, their bassist, uh, changed uh, it to the uh, guitar vocal role, yeah. sort of taking his place, and then they got a new bassist in, which yeah. is Harry Steele, who's who plays in a really excellent band called Rain. Um, so this is the first time seeing them with this lineup, and they played a couple of new songs and. You know, a couple of, uh, you know, some of the stuff from Chew as well, and, and one song from, from the Spin EP, which is possibly one of my favourite EPs, British EPs of the last few years. Um, I'm a, I'm intrigued about the future of Muskets, but I don't know if it's in a positive way at all. I've, yeah, I was quite bored, if I'm going to be honest. I find they are, uh, what, what's always made Muskets kind of really stand out as part of that scene that they came from mm. is it's a little bit punkier and snottier, yeah. a little bit more sort of flick of the nose. Mm. And I was watching them yesterday and it felt like they were kind of phasing that out. You know, Kenny had those really raspy, shouty vocals. Yeah. And, and Dan, you know, they're, they're really great, but um, Dan just had sort of quite reverberate, softly spoken vocals and I'm like oh, come on where's where's the where's the bite where's the bollocks but um yeah I it pains me to say it because I love them but um yeah I got a bit bored yeah so I that did, that yeah, was my surprise of the day but <laughs> no, like, <laughs> so you were, I watched their set as well and I mean they're a band that, like I should have checked out more because uh, they're from like that whole like emo grunge like UK scene yeah. type thing post basement yeah, yeah post yeah very basement like uh, but like they, there wasn't like a identity there I don't think yeah no, I found that it was just kind of kind of like uh, it just it kind of felt like they were kind of almost going through the motions mm. a little bit mm. and yeah I've, as I said I've, I just got kind of bored but my um, the one band I was surprised with was a band that I haven't seen in ages and I've like was really happy with them was uh, Bloody Knees like I, I miss them yeah they they seemed like where you were saying like with in comparison to Muskets, where they've both kind of in that were on that kind of wave of bands, they have kind of kept that sort of snot nosed, like aggressive sort of side mm. of them, even though they've kind of got the more hookier sort of mm. riffs. And li- live, it's a lot more abrasive than on record because record is kind of almost got a kind of shoegazy feel to it. Yeah. But live, like their frontman was just sort of. He looked like something out of the 90s, but like was just throwing shapes all over the place. They, they love a bit of my bloody Valentine, that yeah, band, yeah. don't they? Listen, to uh, I, I didn't see Bloody Knees' set, um, but I did see him a few months ago at the Joiners supporting Black Foxes. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I've always liked them. I kind of tuned out with them for a little while, and coming back and seeing that set, um, they were fucking excellent when I saw them. I was a little bit gutted that I missed them yesterday, actually. Um, but, yeah, I think if you put Bloody Knees in front of, like, say a crowd who maybe listens to like those bands like Blossoms and Catfish and the Bottle Men, if you put Bloody Knees on supporting one of those bands, then I think they would be one of those quote-unquote gateway bands. Yeah. Because um, there's, I think there is enough of that indie rock appeal to kind of draw people in, but then something that's a little bit harder-edged. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll go on to favourite bands. I'm going to put a caveat on this, though. We're not mentioning Inter Shikari just yet. Cause Not we'll, yet. Because we'll mention them as headliners. Uh, so my favourite band of the day uh, was Basement. I think it's been a while since I've seen them, and they just looked so at home on on the main stage. Like I was quite surprised how at ease they looked because I think the last time I saw them was maybe at the Underworld. So obviously like a bit of a smaller venue, intimate show. Obviously they're fans, so everything's going wild. But on the main stage, just that everyone was. I think every single song people were singing along to there wasn't any kind of break in the set even when they slowed the pace down they had everyone's attention um and there's a thing with basement it kind of if you look at them like when i've seen them previously it they kind of look like they're not fussed about being there but yeah but that set they just all looked like they were having the best time um, Sean, I bumped into you as I was walking away, so I'll come to you. What? Um, I'll, I'll get your favourite band in a minute. But what was your view on Basement? Um, I've been a big Basement fan for years, mm. like even before they split up. But I never got to see them before they split up. Oh, okay. But since they've come back, I've seen them quite a few times. Like I saw them at Blue Horizon, yeah, not to Arena. Uh, but yeah, like they've got such um, a catalogue of songs to pick from already. Yeah, yeah. And like, like I said, everyone like more or less knew what knew it word for word, and just a fun. Uh, good time, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who was your favourite band of the day? Um, I want to say Basement, but uh, surprise of the day, backtrack yeah. a bit, sorry, uh, a band called Blood Command. I, 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 I overheard them, but I didn't actually watch yeah, them. Yeah, like, a friend, like, tipped them off to me, and, like, one time I saw them, I think they're, like, a Norwegian, or they're Scandinavian, I yeah. guess, six-piece, uh, like a dance, punk, rock and roll... Okay. Type bad guy for I thought that was like a doom sort of band. I don't know what the name. I don't know. It does sound proper sort of cult with a V, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like very, yeah, very fun. Very. Yeah. Like, I think they're supporting Tomasi oh, nice. in October. So yeah. Oh, that, oh yeah, they are, aren't they? That'll be a good show. Because it's, it's yeah. them and Cassus. Shout out to my boys, Cassus. Um, Danny, favorite band of the day? Um, I think it was only ever going to be one band, and that was the Excerpts. <laughs> What a fucking bad <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw him twice yesterday. I saw him in the forest. Yeah. Uh, Murray doing his um, his uh, set of, of sort of deeper cuts, I suppose. And he did. Uh, he finished on Aberdeen 1987. Um, totally unplugged. Stood in the middle of the forest. Oh, nice. Which is wonderful. That was a really wonderful moment. Um, but then, even that, it was like night and day with them on the main stage. Yeah. They are. Um, they've just become the most brilliant charismatic rock stars it was like what I was saying about the Dirty Nil yesterday yeah. uh, maybe a little bit more sort of lovable than the Dirty Nil a little, <laughs> less, a little less of like smoking the fatties and drinking Jack on yeah. stage um, 
Uh, but Murray, uh, he's such a he's such a tart on stage now as well. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm sure if he hears this, he probably he probably take that you know in jest. Um, but he just looks awesome, and aesthetically, they're just they they have found who they really are. Yeah. Um, and the the songs that they've done for this new album, because um, that that is. Spoiler alert! Possibly my favourite album of the year so yeah. far. I've not put it down since well, what, since I got it, yeah. um, and uh, and it was really cool to see them back on the main stage. I think with the right sort of push and the right sort of motivation, and maybe if they bring out another brilliant record, we could see the excerpts headline in two thousand trees in two to three years' time. Yeah. My, I thought I I enjoyed their set to an extent, but. Going back to like the sound issues we mentioned previously, mm. I just yeah, they, we were talking about this earlier. They yes. did have sound issues. Yeah, yeah, was, it just seemed a bit not like not loud enough, a bit hollow, I guess, yeah. in places. It just and it sort of bothered me a bit too much <laughs> to enjoy, I guess. Um, I have nothing to add on the excerpts because I've never listened to them, so that's change that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's yeah. my bad. <laughs> um, we'll go on to other mentions before we go on to Shikari. Um, I've this is going to be no surprise to you, Danny. You want to give a shout out to Dream State? Like they yeah. they did have technical issues at the beginning, but their songs are just so damn catchy, and like they're uh, clearly a band on the up. Like they're a band that I think will gain a lot of momentum with where they're going. They're to- uh, touring with the Amity Affliction. Is it Amity Affliction? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I didn't um, even realise the Amity Affliction were on tour. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I think that will do them leaps and bounds being on that tour, and there were kids for them, which I was really yeah, happy like, to see. Um, it, it was a, it was packed for them. Yeah, it really was, and that was great to see. And yeah, there were some technical issues. Um, something which my friend pointed out to me, uh, they they sound a little bit rougher live than on record. Mm. Where uh, their singer, I'm afraid I don't know. Uh, CJ. CJ. Um, kind of tries to balance out her singing with a little bit more of the raspy shouting. Yeah, and that could be for a, a particular reason. My, my <laughs> so, sorry, there's a van just run over a load of cones. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Sorry, sorry, carry on. Dan. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily like. Um, uh, agree with uh, what my friend said, who was say- saying basically she's just screaming a lot to uh, like mask the fact that she can't quite hit the notes live that she does on record. Nah. I, 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 I don't know. That's you know purely speculative. Um, but yeah, I think the technical issues did get in the way of me enjoying them because I saw them at Teddy Rocks Festival back yeah. in May, and they were absolutely fantastic. So seeing them yesterday, it did feel like a bit of a step down, I but I'm not tuning out on them just yeah. yet. I think they've got a really I only caught like, the last couple of songs they're set, um, but I saw it downloaded, like, they're really good at downloading. Yeah. And like, you know, like, they've had a bit of hype behind them, the, the people, but right, the team behind them. Yeah, whatnot. yeah. And the Kerrang Award. Yes, God, yes. Come out, yeah. Um, but um, they back it up, like both, I guess, on record and on stage. Yeah. So, um, good luck to him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be listening to that AP for days now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've had In This Hell stuck in my head literally since, what, when did they play? Uh, about three o'clock yesterday. Is it nothing? Yes, great. <laughs> I, I saw a bit of woes before that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sad that it finished. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other bands you want to talk about? I saw a bit of Hell is for Heroes. 
Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, full disclosure, I was never really a fan. Uh, not like I, it wasn't that I didn't like them. I just never really checked them out. Yeah. It was part of those generation of bands that I have had to catch up on. Uh, retrospectively bands like At The Drive-In uh, but also bands like 100 Reasons yeah, and, yeah. and the like part of that generation of bands I was always really late to the party with Funeral for a Friend as well um, it was, they were great yeah they it were was, good they were really tight um, I don't know their singer's name but he no, came Justin. out Justin yeah. Justin came out in a suit he looked yeah. shy. Uh, my friend looked, said he looked like Paul Rudd I thought he looked like <laughs> my, uh, I, I thought he looked like a uh, uh, matey boy from the Hoosiers but um, yeah uh, then he started just doing some stage diving, and he yeah. must be like nearly in his forties now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like it, it was cool to see like a bunch of a bunch of dads play on yeah. stage yeah. and look like they were having a fantastic well, time. But then Justin started stage diving in his suit, and I was like, oh wow, this is actually really, really. I really enjoyed what I saw of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, like, this is the third time I've seen him this year. I saw him on their headline tour back in February. They're really yeah. good then. So at downloads and like there's fuck all people there. Really? They were, yeah, really? they yeah they had oh. they, at the same time as Bullet, and they oh, were sub headlining okay. to You Me at Six. I think they was too high up on that bill yeah, on the, yeah. the second stage. But here, like as Danny saw, like they had the big crowds and yeah. like this is more their crowds. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I also enjoy their cover of The Cure's The Boys Don't Cry. I I think I left. Yeah, I think we might have left. Okay, yeah, yeah they, I think they finished with that. Cool. Yeah. Right, okay, cool. Before we get to Shikari, just because you mentioned dad's playing rock, on the complete opposite end of the scale, Raging Speedhorn, they, <laughs> they need to get in the bin, just, yeah. <laughs> you saw a bit of Gallops, how were Gallops? They were cool, like, I, enjoy, I enjoyed them more at Arctangent, but I think that's because there are more, they are an Arctangent-esque band, so there was a lot more people to kind of get the vibe that they were going for. I think... They need to be on a bigger stage because they were on the new stage here. So their sound did get a little bit washed out because it is so big and atmospheric. So it was cool. Like, I'm still a fan of the band, but yeah, I think they need to be, if they're going to play here again, maybe on the Axiom stage, just because it's that little bit bigger and it can kind of fill out their sound. Can we, can we uh, before we go on to Shikari, just really quickly, can we decide whether it's the new stage or the noise stage? Because I've heard both. I say new. I say new. Okay, fine. It's new stage. <laughs> if I've said noise stage at any point on this podcast, I, I fully retract it, and I sincerely apologise. <laughs> right, closing out the weekend. <sighs> Maybe band of the weekend. I'm tossing, but enter Shikari. Like, I will hold my hands up. I will say after Take to the Skies, I dropped off massively. After seeing them, I fully regret doing so. You're going to go check out all the records Oh, I, I totally am. <laughs> they were so much fun. The light show was incredible. The kind of story throughout their set was incredible. The quadraphonic sound blew my fucking mind. We, we, were, we were a little bit off to the side because we watched them together. Yes, yeah. We were a little bit off to the side. So, like, we weren't fully in the quad. We, we basically spent half an hour queuing for, onion, uh, for Becky's barges. <laughs> Half an hour well spent, yeah. I will say, because <laughs> yeah. uh, we had a really good spot and the food smelled good and it ended up tasting good. Anyway, back to Enter Shikari. Um, they become really good at becoming like you were saying about the narrative throughout, like a, a an actual storytelling yeah. band, and uh, you know matching that with the production. Was really intrigued to see some of the songs from the Spark because it's uh, 
last time I saw him was headlining Slam Dunk, and it was the Take to the Skies retrospective set. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was basically a chance to hear a few greatest hits, and then li- literally like all the all the all of Take to the Skies. Um, uh, when they played like uh, Shinrin Yoku, which is the the nice laid back song that uh, Rao plays yes, trumpet yeah. on uh, into Undercover Agents. Um, I think those songs translate well. I was a little bit worried to see how they would come across live because it's very, very different from anything Edge Curry have ever done yeah. before. They've never done the same album twice, but this is the biggest sort of experimental leap they've taken, I would say. Um, but it fit in with the rest of the more rave-orientated material yeah. perfectly. It was it was like a sorbet, if you will, <laughs> between like between you know whatever they played before and destabilized, yeah, which was yeah. just fucking insanity there's a guy going nuts behind us in that queue for this thing Sean um, I admit by that time I was very tired I sort of I just like I walked about I enjoyed them but I sort of like wasn't paying full attention no, no, I feel enough. bad and I feel you guys are like very, very positive I'm just like yeah but um, yeah I do. they're good at what they do yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're at a stage where they, they come here and like Lion Festival and like knock out of the park. Yeah, yeah. I'm baffled that it's their first time here. Yeah. Really? First time ever. That was like, you, and you saw how much Rao wanted to be here. You know, you saw it was like it, when he when he introduced him, and I was like, I can't believe it's our first time playing this fucking amazing festival. And you could see they were having the absolute time of their lives. Um, yeah, I mean, it was my favourite main stage headliner this weekend, and that may not sound much because I only I didn't see at the drive-in and I only saw a bit of Twin Atlantic, but they closed out the festival in fucking magnificent yeah, fashion. Yeah, I totally agree with that, and like, I think I turned to it was either yourself, Danny, or Jason who we were still with. I was like, there was one point where I was like, this is more rave than rock now, but mm, it, yeah. it it worked because it it was just sort of that the vibe of the festival was sort of. Right, this is our last night. We're gonna have a party, and and I think Enid Shikari were the perfect band to kick that end yeah. of the party going, sort of thing. In fact, you know, you said say about biggest surprises earlier. My biggest surprise was their little quick fire bit just before the encore. Oh, the. I'm sorry, you're not in winner into Snake Pit. Yeah. Into um, meltdown into the Jester. Yeah. Um, that was incredible. I lost my mind. In fact, I must actually apologise to everyone that was in the immediate vicinity of me because with every song that entered Including Taz. Including including Taz, uh, my lovely girlfriend who sat over there, um, uh, that uh, as they started each song, I would just go, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) But that was because they put together like the perfect set list. I'm going to go and see them at every opportunity I can on this. this They're doing like a 40-date UK yeah. tour. Yeah, like playing like like the engine room in Lincoln. And so they're doing the intimate shows and then the bigger shows, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah. They're, doing, they're, they're doing so for South Coast people. Yeah, uh, they're doing Portsmouth Pyramids and then they're doing the Southampton Guildhall. Mm. Um, but they're also doing the Joiners as well. They are doing the Joiners, really? and yeah. I will, I will actually. I will black mass someone to get into that <laughs> show. Sorry, I'd get a re- <laughs> the sub drops was like I was being power bombed onto the concrete floor, like Champa <laughs> take over New Orleans. I filled in my quota of wrestling references. Thank you very much. Cool. I'll, I'll see you later. Right <laughs> to round off, we're gonna, I'm going to do some quick fire questions. All right. So, band of the weekend. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Could have told me to prepare for this. I'm, I'm going to probably still say Touche Mori yeah? from what they were on Friday. 
That's fair enough. I am. I want to say Shikari, but I have to say Turnstile. They were just so good. Everything I expected and more. So Turnstile, my band of the weekend. It's a tie for me between. Um, uh, Woes and Rage and Speedhorn. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a tie for me between Turnstile and the Dirty Nil. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, Favourite thing at the festival, unmusic related? Cans. Cans? <laughs> uh, Warm cans. <laughs> no, sorry. So, uh, I'll, I'll let someone else talk. I'm going to keep very, very nice and just say people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I concur. People. Um, Good company. Yeah, I just think it's like if you've never been to 2000 Trees, this is my first year and the vibe here is just super nice. I'm going to give a shout out to the vegan breakfast burrito because that was my saving grace every day. So that uh, I'm going to give a shout out to the meaty breakfast burrito. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, uh, I came for the first time last year and I spent the like three or four weeks after trees uh, completely miserable that I wasn't at trees. Yeah. I was an absolute misery guts afterwards and uh, I'm going to be again. Um, <laughs> sorry everyone who's going to see me in the next three or four weeks um, but uh, it is it's, it's like it's like a home away from home even though there aren't any showers or you know properly flushing toilets and my fingernails are the most disgusting they've ever been and my hair's a mess and <laughs> I just want a shower and a bed it's, it's just like this festival you just come away from like I don't want to be over just like, yeah, like yeah. other festivals, I come like we're kind of download or something like. You're like, I need home. And now. yeah, I need home. But like here, I'm just like, oh, I just want to like hang out with these people <laughs> a bit more and <laughs> yeah. like see a why, few more bands. <laughs> yeah, no. Right, and final question: uh, one or two bands that you'd recommend people that they may not necessarily heard of. So mine will be. I'm going to quickly. As in, so, 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 what's the context if they've never been to the festival before, or if they just, just bands that maybe were kind of lower down on on the bill that you checked right. out that you'd recommend to people that maybe hadn't. So mine would be, I'm going with two. I'm going with uh, Glue because I thought they were really cool. Yeah, Glue were really great. Um, and a band that played uh, the K stage yesterday, a band called Cove. They were kind of had oh. uh, sort of like metalcore vibe, but the vocalists' range was incredible. Uh, it was right up my street. Heavy, but had a nice groove in it. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link of the ones that we describe, uh, yeah. recommend in the in the bio. All so right. check out Glue and Cove. They're my two. Uh, I'm going to say um, Brutus again. Second year running. Again, amazing. Uh, big guitars, big drums, big vocals. Yeah. Uh, just energetic, uh, yeah, just fucking great. And uh, again, uh, Blood Command as well. Again, yeah, a fun sort of, I could say, dance punk. <laughs> yeah, but like, and they did like an eighties cover of some song, like uh, an eighties song. I can't remember what it's called, who it's by, but they ended with as they walked up, they ended with um, Heaven is a place on earth. Oh, nice. So, nice. <laughs> Cool. And finally, Danny. Um, uh, uh, woes and rage and speed on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go purely off of two main stage fans who I felt were uh, brilliant, but uh, could have had a much bigger audience. Each of them, for whatever reason, and those are the Dirty Nil. Yeah. Um, 
And actually, I'm going to go with Haggard Cat. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, they had Confessi out there as well. Did they? Yeah. They I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I must have missed that. Yeah, they had, yeah. like, at the end, like, some, like, confetti cannons, like. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, so definitely Haggard Cat. <laughs> Haggard Cat and the Dirty Nail, for sure. Cool. Guys, thank you very much for having this little roundup review with me. Um, there will be a more depth review on alreadyheard.com written, yeah. written by myself and Sean um, Danny do you want to plug anything? Yes yeah, so I host a podcast called Bitchin' Brew it's a podcast about music life and everything in between um, we're on SoundCloud Apple Podcasts Acast all of that um, I'm sure Tim can put a link in the description I, I will thank you <laughs> um, so yeah I was here this weekend uh, doing a bunch of interviews so we'll have two specials uh, going up uh, just a, a quick little preview. I had interviews with bands like Black Peaks and The Dirty Nil and Father Son, uh, Vukovi, Conjurer. Um, way more than me. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, it's going to be put out over two specials, so there'll be like mini interviews with each band. Uh, probably play some music from each band on the podcast as well, but that'll be coming out in the next two to three weeks. I've got to put out an episode with Palm Reader first nice. uh, before they go on tour. Um, so yeah, uh, Bitch and Brew. Um, there we go. It's my podcast. John, any shout outs? Um, obviously, alreadyheard.com. We do reviews, features, interviews, sometimes written by Tim here. <laughs> uh, we've got, uh, we'll have about 20, probably 30 photo sets from 2003's growing up, along with interviews with The Dirty Nail, Black Peaks, and James from 2003's as well, who we spoke to yesterday. Uh, like, like Tim said, we'll have, have a review. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Oradhood UK. We're on Facebook slash Oradhood, Instagram slash Oradhood. And if you want to, like, if you like us and want to pay us some money, we've got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Oradhood. Personally. is so much more plucky than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been all weekend. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, then uh, my personal Twitter, if you want to hear my thoughts on music, wrestling, or football, um, on Twitter at Sean Reed 86. There we go. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. Thank you. Should we too sweet this to round it off? I mean, people won't be able to see this, <laughs> yeah. but we are too sweet in the shit out of it. There cool. we go. Lovely. Thank you. So there we go, that was 2000 Trees, an absolutely amazing festival which I would highly recommend to anyone, uh, whether you're a music lover, first time festival goer, uh, or just intrigued, it's it's a really nice vibe there and it's, yeah, they're really welcoming, so yeah, check out 2000 Trees, tickets on sale already for next year if you fancy going. Um, thanks to Danny and Sean for, for putting up with me each morning, um, I think the three of us work quite well together, you may disagree, but... Yeah, hopefully we'll do more stuff like this in the future. Who knows? Danny, Sean, hit us up if you want to. Um, as I said on the last day of recording, the various links of the bands that we recommended in the last little snippet for, for day three will be in the bio of this episode. Um, I will also be putting links to where you can find Sean and Danny's work, i.e. alreadyheard.com and Bitchin' Brew. Um also just to keep everyone up to date as part of the 2000 trees sort of coverage that that i did and um, i was afforded some time with a couple of bands to carry out a bit of interviews um however due to how things are run at festivals uh, you only get sort of a certain amount of allotted time so 
uh, I was kind of given 20-25 minutes with each band that I did speak to um, so there won't be full one-to-one episodes like we've had in the past it'll kind of be going back to the old formula when this show started of kind of uh, various members of bands but I, I didn't want to pass up the opportunity to speak to some of these bands so um because some of them were crack, cracking little chats so yeah I just thought I'll get that opportunity and then for the next couple of weeks we'll have a couple of of shorter episodes um and then back to back to the usual format after that but there may be a slight tweak depending on how things go because next week's episode will be coming out on a Monday instead of a Tuesday uh, as I fly out to Prague on Tuesday to go to Fluff Festival again in Rokokani uh, in the Czech Republic uh, so that means that the following week uh, there will be no show as I will be flying back to the UK and obviously won't have had a chance to edit or anything for that week uh, however I am hoping to capture one I don't want to because I did it last year at Fluff and I think Fluff's obviously very different to uh, festivals here in the UK where things are quite obviously media wise anyway are, are sort of run by a PR team but Fluff is obviously very DIY so I was a little bit stressed out doing it last year it was fun but there's so many of my pals going this year that I just want to enjoy it as a holiday uh, but there is one person that I've put a shout out to see if they're up for it so if they do get back to me we will have one fluff episode which will come at the end of the 2003 cycle and then we'll be back to normality um but yeah so that's how we're we're gonna go for the next couple of weeks i just thought i'd let everyone know where where things are going with the show at the moment um but yeah until next time everyone thanks again for joining us on the justin inside podcast and i will see you soon mm-hmm.